0: Welcome to Ghostly Rebecca, how have you been?
1: Pat I've been good. I was on vacation and it made me so happy.
0: I was on vacation too. We went to Orlando
1: Orlando.
0: Yeah, so did you see any ghost in Orlando? I did. you did. Yeah where?
1: Well, there was this one it was hitchhiking with us
0: Oh, you're talking about the haunted mansion
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. my, well, Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite, but Haunted Mansion is a very close second.
0: Yeah, I'll have you know that that hologram ghost hit me in the head. <laughs> All right, I mean. Well,
1: I'm sure you deserved it.
0: That was uncalled for. He
1: knew that you didn't believe in him, and so he would just, bam.
0: <laughs> yeah, just bam, hit me in the head. <laughs> so, today is my birthday
1: yay, yay.
0: and uh there's no better way to celebrate my birthday than recording ghostly
1: of I mean, well, ghost yeah, it's I mean, having better. a ghostly
0: episode on my birthday is the perfect way to do it. almost like I planned it this almost.
1: way almost
0: <laughs> and we have a really good episode for you guys tonight.
1: a great episode,
0: yes. Uh, this is something that I am really, really excited for. And, you know, I thought what better way to celebrate my birthday than with our truly great fans. We have the best fans of any podcast and I just wanted to be close to you all on my special day.
1: Yes. Hey, can you, (laughs) can I put out a plea or maybe a, maybe a plea is a bit strong, but a wish, a wish for your birthday.
0: For me to do on my birthday, no, no, for oh. our
1: fans to yes. do for you on your birthday, yes, yeah. So, if you wanted to give Pat a present, yes, tell a friend about Ghostly, yes, share Ghostly with a friend,
0: just one or like five <laughs> that would be great. Think about <laughs>
1: someone in your life, co worker. You know, family member, friend, stranger on the street. Enemy even. uh, Whoever. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, we always like to start with, uh, do you like ghost stories? Yeah. And then you go from there. Yeah. And whether they like them or don't like them, they can still like the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because then I go into, do you like the history of ghost
1: mm-hmm, stories? Are you a skeptic? Or are you a believer? Yeah, and then you take your their phone and you put the podcast on the phone after yes. asking permission.
0: Yes, you have to ask permission. Yeah, right? don't yeah.
1: just you know grab the phone without asking permission.
0: Yeah, especially if it's in their hand.
1: Right. Yeah, you know, or want to just actually, grab it. their hand is one thing. Their pocket. Their pocket. Especially I would def- front pocket. Definitely that, yeah. say no on that yeah. one. But or, it,
0: or at least don't say that we told you to do that.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, if you do that, that's your thing. But don't say that we told you to do that.
1: Yeah, but we're Ghostly is really growing and we just need your help to keep pushing us yes. to grow more and more and more. And uh, yes. word of mouth is the best way that we it's grow. It's
0: absolutely the best way. And we've grown a lot because of all of you guys. And that's why you guys are the best fans we could have ever asked for. Yep. Yeah. So it's my birthday, but I guess we have to go over the polls from last week.
1: Uh, Yes, we do. Yes, we do as always. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, we actually ended up leaving the poll up for a little bit longer than we thought because we're recording this after our trip. And uh, so plenty of votes and it came through. 81% say that yes. Waverly Hills Sanatorium is haunted and filled with ghosts. Yeah. And 19%. Nope. It's just a sad, creepy spot.
0: So, yeah, another landslide victory for hashtag Team Believer.
1: Hashtag Team Believer.
0: <laughs> but it's not as bad as the last one, ah, I will say. Okay. Given that Waverly Hills is known for being one of the most haunted places on earth, it makes me feel a little bit better that hashtag Team Skeptic got almost 20% of the votes. And that's going up from 15% to 20%, almost 5%.
1: Way to look on the bright side.
0: Yeah, we're closing in on them, guys. <laughs> we can do this. Just tell more skeptics. Ah, that's all we there you need. Go. That's the
1: that's what he needs. Okay. I don't
0: need to convince more people. We just need more skeptics to vote.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I just want to say we've had a lot of feedback from the Waverly Hills episode. So much so. Mm-hmm. Um some of the things I heard um Mike Morrissey did message me and he said that they do do day tours there oh. that he just so happened to only be there at night See? and um but then i also heard from somebody else which i didn't ask them if i could use this information so i will not say their name uh they said that they have been to waverly and they do have electricity there they choose not to use it
1: well my thought is they probably don't have it. Everywhere because that would be a huge place to fix up and wire the electricity.
0: Well, think about it. I'm sure they take credit cards.
1: Right. I'm not saying so, that there's no electricity there, yeah. I'm just saying it's not in all parts of it. You, you see, actually, guys, seriously, we, <laughs> when we got this information, we ended up basically doing a ghostly episode yeah, we, should just just recorded our, we should have just recorded ourselves talking it was <laughs> so a nice civil this is talk it truly was, you know, how we talk
0: <laughs> it is it is and um by far the biggest feedback that we got was that mondo's waverly Hills song has been stuck in their minds
1: oh yeah it is an earworm yeah so i will you're singing not... it right now aren't you in your head i, I, am, a I bit, am a little bit a little bit and I, I bet the listener is too
0: So I'm not going to play it then.
1: Oh, are you sure?
0: I do not even have it hooked up.
1: What? It's not even ready to go. It should be something we have every episode.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Unless Mondo wants to come on and do a new song every time for every episode. Oh, well. Poltergeist. (laughs) That's not what you want to watch. <laughs>
1: of course that's what you want to no, watch. No, you do want to totally watch Totally what you want to watch.
0: Actually, Poltergeist really stands up uh, to the test of time.
1: Well, I mean, it does. It's it does. definitely still fun and, and has, has some scares to yeah,
0: it. Yeah, there's some things that yeah, people won't quite understand, and I'm going to talk about that during the history, you know, people that... We're not born in that generation. Will not understand it all.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, have we said actually what the episode is? It's today? Poltergeist. It's Poltergeist.
0: Yay! And, and I asked for this for my birthday, by the way. Yeah,
1: this is one that we've been talking about for a long, long time, and we saved it for a special occasion. We
0: did, and I am really excited about this episode. I think that Poltergeist is the reason why I, I've always been so intrigued by the paranormal.
1: It's definitely one of the first scary movies that I saw and enjoyed.
0: And I grew up hearing about the curse and believing that it was truly that, a curse. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy that I got to do some research into this amazing story.
1: Hey, should we put um, a spoiler alert?
0: Yes, definitely spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the 1982 classic Poltergeist, We will be spoiling it in here.
1: Yeah, and there might be a few things from the second movie that come up as well.
0: And maybe the third. Could happen. And we talk a little bit about the series, and I touch upon the 2015 remake, which people didn't like.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if I saw it.
0: I don't think I saw it.
1: I did see the re-release of Poltergeist, though. Yes. In the theaters. Yes. And there are some, again... Good movie, but there were some funny things. Some things that we would never that would never happen today. And I'm
0: I'm gonna talk about at least one of those things. All right. So I'm thankful for Ghostly allowing me to take these deep dives into the core of the most ghostliest stories we can find. So here's what I found about the poltergeist movie. Yay. Going right into the history of it.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: So the 1982 classic Poltergeist receives a pretty high score of 86% on Rotten Tomato. Nice. And that's that's really difficult to do for a movie that's been out for so many years. Yeah. I mean, 37 years? Oh. Am I doing my math right?
1: I'm going to say yes.
0: <laughs> okay, 1982 to 2019, 37 years, right? carry the one and then you add to the to 37 yeah. 37 years yeah. yeah wow i just did that
1: wow isn't
0: that crazy that's good i've got this talent
1: i'm counting on the hands that's all i can do.
0: <laughs> you have 37 hands yep wow while the 2015 remake scores really low on rotten tomato at 31 percent.
1: so we don't watch that one
0: well, people didn't like it, mm. so maybe we should watch it then. <laughs> I, I like those movies that no one likes, like Plan Nine from Outer Space.
1: I, I am gonna say to me again, why I love horror movies. This is my my philosophy: is they're either they're always good because they're either good and scary, yes, or they're bad and funny. It's a win either way. Yeah. So I, I don't like, care. Thirty one percent done. Let's do it. Let's watch it and have some fun.
0: Yeah, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer.
1: Yes. <laughs> that was that was really good because
0: it was kinda corny, right?
1: Absolutely. Well, even ones that don't mean to be funny. Yeah. But are funny. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Always good. Can't go wrong with a scary movie.
0: So uh Poltergeist was a trilogy. All the films grossed a hundred and thirty two million dollars. All together? Yeah, altogether. And this is in the eighties though, so that's pretty pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even think the richest man had 132 million dollars back then. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, I was gonna get lots say, of emails. Go I'm gonna get lots of emails about that. <laughs> uh, the original film was co-written and produced by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, you're gonna have to help me out with some of these names, though. By the way. Just, oh, okay. Just so you know, mm. uh, the first movie was released on June 4th, 1982.
1: Okay. I don't it, think I saw it in the theater. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I did or didn't, but you know, I was one of I. My father was big into getting the latest technology, so we had a VCR really early. Uh, so yeah, we okay. would get like these movies bootlegged with like Chinese subtitles in the bottom. So a lot of the movies that I see, I relate to these Chinese symbols. Wow. Yeah, we're, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Okay. Yeah.
1: New new things every time.
0: Yep. Uh, it was directed by Toby Hopper. Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. That's what I meant to say. Brian Gibson did the second film, and that was released on May 23rd, 1986, and Gary Sherman did the third film. That was released on June 10th, 1988. Okay. Yeah. So it focuses on the Freeling family. We have Steven, which was played by Craig T. Nelson.
1: Nice, the coach.
0: Coach, yep, absolutely. That's how I know him. Yep, me too. Mm -hmm. And then I was always like, he looks so familiar. Well, that's because he was in Poltergeist. Uh, Yes. And then uh, Diane, right?
1: Yep, she's the mom.
0: Joe Beth Williams. Uh, Donna. Dana. Dana. Dana, Dana. Dominique Dunn. Mm -hmm. And Robbie Oliver Robbins and the star of the movie... Carol Ann Heather O'Rourke.
1: Well, I I mean she is the star, but I would also say that the the woman who is the this house is clean.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about her too.
1: I would call her the star.
0: So, um yeah, but Heather O'Rourke was the only one of those that was in all three.
1: Oh, of the uh, core family. Yes, of okay. the core family. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, they live in California in a housing development called... Do you want to try that?
1: Cuesta Verde.
0: Yeah. That That's sounds, in the first movie. Sounds like really good food. <laughs> uh, of course, this house that they lived in was haunted, uh, but the ghosts only communicate with Carol Ann. They talk to her through a staticky TV station, now, this is one of the things that the younger generation is not going to understand what a staticky TV station is.
1: Wow, I never thought about
0: yeah, that. Yeah, right. There is no more static. Or if there is, it's only for like a second. Wow. Remember back in the day, you would turn on a channel that you didn't have and it would be staticky? Yeah. And you might see lines going through it or something. You might see like a program from another channel kind of wow. ghosting its way on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's one thing that people will not understand that didn't live through that age.
1: That's crazy.
0: The ghosts are led by or under the control of a demon known as the Beast.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, and he's actually, I think, I know he's in one and two because in two they go over the story of the origins of the Beast. I don't know if he was in the third one. Though. Yeah, that I- forget I'd, what the third I one.
1: I don't remember the third one very well. It was in like a, an apartment building. yeah.
0: Is weird. Well, Carol Ann gets abducted in the first one, and most of the film is about her rescue. Kinda like the first season of Stranger Things.
1: Good connection. Yeah,
0: I just wanted to relate this to something that, you know, we could all relate to right now. I like if it. If you've never seen the poltergeist, kinda like Stranger Things. Kind of.
1: Kind of.
0: Yeah. Uh they enlist the help of this is a this is a hard one for me, Tangina Barons. Mm-hmm which is Zelda Rubinstein.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she was in all three of them too. So uh, she is a parapsychologist and a medium.
1: The character.
0: The character, yeah. yeah, not the person. Cause
1: I think the actress, like she said, like she is like a, not a believer. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. She was really spooky.
1: Yes, she's a very good actress. She, she is. Re- well, was. she was, yeah. Yeah, she was older, yeah.
0: Sorry, spoiler alert, she didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it turns out that the house was built over an improperly relocated cemetery, and they leave- <laughs> <That's>
1: an- <laughs> okay, what an interesting way to put that. All yeah. right.
0: And uh, they leave the house after rescuing Carol Ann and just in time because the house gets sucked into another dimension.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: The Beast Dimension. <laughs> Besides the trilogy and remake, there was a spin off TV series called Poltergeist The Legacy that ran from 1996 to 1999, but it really had nothing at all to do with the film.
1: I don't even remember if I watched. Any I I of did. That.
0: I did. I couldn't. Re- I couldn't recall a single thing except that I was like, "What does this have to do with the poltergeist <laughs> or poltergeist?" I always call it the poltergeist.
1: Yeah, but it's just poltergeist. It's
0: just poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's dive into the curse. Okay. I know this is more your thing, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it just to give some facts.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Some facts. Um. So they believe that there's a curse around this movie and it's derived from the death of two young cast members, Dominique Dunn and Heather O'Rourke. No matter where we go with this, that is the premise behind it because their deaths were kind of unexpected. True. Yeah, so I'm gonna go over their deaths a little bit and we'll save some of it for the debate. Okay. So Dominique died on November 4th 1982, at the age of 22. She was strangled by her ex-boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney, in her driveway. I don't trust people named Sweeney. Okay. Sorry if we have any fans named Sweeney. I can learn to trust you. I just don't initially trust you.
1: Wow. You think you're going to end up in a pie?
0: I don't... Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter, and that usually means... That it was during the heat of passion or under circumstances that would cause a reasonable person to become emotional or mentally disturbed to the point that they can't reasonably control their emotions.
1: Yeah, this does not sound like what he did to me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to do with that. He was sentenced to six years, but only served three and a half before he was pardoned. Pardoned? Like he not pardoned. just like let go? Yeah.
1: <gasps>
0: he was pardoned. Um. Yeah, I don't know how much you have in the debate about it. I could go further into the history if you'd like.
1: Well, that's up to you. I mean, yeah, like if you want to tell the story of what happened to her, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh,
0: she went into a coma and never regained consciousness and died five days later. She was also in V, but died. V is one of my favorite mini series of all time. Me
1: too. I loved that i can't believe i was allowed to watch that at that that age but i it scared me but i loved it
0: that does not stand up to the test of time as i've watched it since and i'm like why did i like this so much (laughs) um yeah so she died during the filming and her role was actually recast by actress blair tefkin Mm. she's only in one scene that you could see and i believe that's when the mothership comes down Think you see the back of her head.
1: Oh, this is so sad.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh so her relationship with John Sweeney. Do you want me to go over this now or do you want to save this for the debate?
1: No, you can go over it now.
0: So he was a cooking hand at the restaurant that they met at called Ma Mason. Uh they moved in together after dating a few weeks. Nice solid choice there, yeah. right? Uh Sweeney was possessive and jealous. Sweeney was abusing Dominique. There's multiple accounts. Uh, I think I'm gonna save the rest for the debate though. Okay. Because I think you bring it up and I wanna use that. So that's fine. So also, um, oh, Dominique was rehearsing for V with actor David Packer when this happened Mm. and it just led into a whole big thing. I have a lot of details about it and that might come out during the debate. yeah. So Heather Heather O'Rourke, this is really sad. Yes. She died at the age of twelve on February first, nineteen eighty-eight. Mm. She died due to complications from from cardiac arrest and septic shock caused by a misdiagnosed intestinal stenosis, which is a narrowing of a blood vessel. She was also on happy days. Okay. Not very happy those days, I guess. Oh. She was in I either 12 or 21 episodes of Happy Days. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've got some more details about that, but I would like to save that for the debate as well.
1: Okay. Well, I just an interesting note, something I, I noticed. So she died, because I kind of remember this. So she died February 1st, 1988. The, the, the third movie came out in June of 1988. So I remember that now that like, you saw the movie, but she was, she had died, and everyone was like, "Wow, she died."
0: Yeah, it was like one of the first ones that I recall of that kind of thing. Whenever someone yeah. dies, and then they release their last movie. Yeah, it's but always like a
1: twelve-year-old, I mean, that's just yeah. Crazy. She
0: she did finish up all of her scenes though before she died.
1: Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah.
0: So another thing that I have is um. I thought we should look into what a poltergeist is.
1: I think that's a good idea because it is like it's a form of a ghost. It's, it's pretty specific.
0: So Rebecca, uh, I took a little thing from Snopes. Maybe you could read it for us. What is a poltergeist?
1: Okay, a poltergeist in folklore is a noisy and destructive, but usually mischievous and not malicious ghost held to be responsible for unexplained noises and movement of objects within a home. It is hypothesized poltergeists are drawn in two homes in which there are prepubescent children, especially girls. And that's something I think that might come up. Not with this episode, but with future episodes. Okay, Just, Let's all remember this, that fact. Uh, the three horror films based on this form of lore comprise the Poltergeist trilogy.
0: Okay, great. So uh, there are other deaths surrounding poltergeists. According to Snopes, but um, we'll save that for the debate because I think you bring them up. Too. I do mm-hmm. so, yeah, so that's about all I have for the history of this great movie, okay. Do you have anything to add to the history?
1: Um no, I think we're I think we're good. The only uh, thing I was just is just you mentioned how the the t v the static TV is yes. something kids today wouldn't notice. There's also things um, with the phone um, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. there, there's also a point when I when I rewatched it, just putting it out there, where they send Robbie away. Yeah. To his to the grandparents, <laughs> and literally it's just a scene of the mom being like, "All right." Bye, son. Have fun at grandma's. And it's just little Robbie, little like, I don't know, 10-year-old Robbie wheeling his little suitcase or carrying a suitcase to a waiting taxi cab with just a taxi driver, putting his bag in, getting in the cab and going to the airport. Like there is like they... He's going to the airport, like he's flying and he's just getting in a cab and they're just sending him off.
0: (laughs) They don't even bring him to the airport.
1: No, it can't even walk him to the car. (laughs) No, not even. Just bye, get (laughs) lost, kid. Just get out of there.
0: (laughs) Did you ever notice in old movies and um, actually movies today even and TV shows that they never say goodbye on the telephone? No. They never say goodbye. Huh. I mean- you could find a couple where they do, but most of them, they never say goodbye. They just say, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, click.
1: Interesting. Now I'm going to yeah. pay attention to that. Pay attention
0: to that. It's, it's weird. Right. I don't know why, but they never say goodbye. Okay. So do um, you want to do the ghost story before we take a break? Sure. All right, let's have it. Set the mood for us.
1: Okay, here we go, ghost story. You've been hired to act in a new, potentially big movie by Steven Spielberg. How great is that? This is a man who directed Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's going to be great. Of course, the subject matter is a little macabre, but it's a haunted house with a child kidnapped by a malevolent spirit, but I mean, it's Spielberg, so you accept the role of mom. Filming goes pretty well at first. It's always fun making horror movies. I mean, it's not real, of course. But then you start to notice odd things when you come back to your room after filming. Pictures removed, and when you fix them, they're moved back again the next day. A feeling of just general creepiness sometimes accompanies you while you're working, and sometimes even when you're not. Then it comes time to film one of the biggest action scenes of the whole movie, that requires you to be in a swimming pool. while well, the dugout pit of mud where a pool is supposed to soon be put. Filled with rainwater. Scary, right? Because you're stuck with mud on all sides and you can't climb out. And suddenly you are surrounded by skeletons clawing at you. But you think, no worries, it's a movie. Everything is safe and everything is fake. And then you learn the horrible truth. In an eerie parallel to the movie plot itself, you find out that the skeletons you swam with weren't fake. They were real. Bought from a university because it was cheaper. Just like those in the movie who didn't move the graves because it was cheaper. But now you and the rest of the people making the movie are cursed. And it will take an exorcism to make you feel safe.
0: Wow. All right, um well, maybe we should go on break now.
1: All right, let's take a break.
0: All right. Hey Rebecca, guess what? What's that? Well, you know how we want Ghostly to not only tell and debate great stories, but also to give back to those in need? We do. Yeah, well, I've discovered this new app called PodCoin that lets you donate to charities with a currency you earn just for listening to our podcast or any podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, on PodCoin, you earn their digital currency, PodCoin, just for listening to podcasts.
1: That sounds easy.
0: It is. You can then donate your PodCoin to charities who will get real money donations. And you can also choose to save your PodCoin over time and exchange it for other rewards like Amazon and Starbucks.
1: That's great.
0: Who doesn't like Starbucks?
1: Um, I hope no one. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks.
0: Yeah, they'll give you um gift cards right cool. there.
1: And you could donate those gift cards too.
0: You could, yeah. So download PodCoin in the App Store or in Google Play and use our special code, Ghostly, to receive 300 PodCoins just for checking it out. Awesome. All right, so we're back. We're back. Wow, that ghost story really got to me, thinking about how how she felt. And that's one that didn't die. Oh, yes. Wow.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna get into her stuff a little bit later in the okay. debate. Okay, okay. Uh, I wanted to start the debate with some of the deaths, right? Because we've already been talking about those already.
0: And um, actually, I put out a plea on Facebook Mm -hmm. to ask what people wanted us to cover, and that was one of them is The Death Curse. Uh, It's known as The Death Curse. Um, Also, we uh, were asked to cover Oasis Wonderwall (laughs) and Freebird. Okay. So I'm going to leave you to do that.
1: Uh, Yeah. No, we're not going to do that.
0: Oh, okay. Well, sorry, fans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rebecca doesn't want to do what you asked for, so I guess you,
1: you can blame it on me. That's that's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's get into the debate. Okay.
1: So there's definitely several deaths associated with this movie, um, and I would say there. You know, obviously, as time has gone on, people have died that have worked on this movie. That happens, but there are two that Pat mentioned. Um, that I wanted to talk about first that I think just are especially associated with the curse, right? So the first was uh, Dominique Dunn, who Pat mentioned.
0: Which, by the way, loved the name Dominique.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, you know, part of it is that her death was violent.
0: It was, yeah, it was very violent. She
1: was one of the first, I mean, she certainly was by no means the first Hollywood actress to die from an abusive relationship, but... It was one of the, the more, kind of sal- salacious or, or um, first ones that people really noticed. Kind of young, young Hollywood, or at
0: least that we did. Our well, generation did.
1: I don't know. I guess I've just, I, you know, a lot of true crime stuff out there. And and her, she, her, the the light sentence and the the kind of um, how easily her her attacker. Um, had it, um, kind of spurred a a lot of activism um, from people. Um, But I would just say, so for me, why she is part of the the curse is just that, again, it's this violent death. um, And, you know, actually, she's not even really in the movie a whole lot. When you watch it again, she, she, she nopes out of there pretty quickly. Her character, her character's like, I can't handle this. I'm going to my friends. And she leaves <laughs> she's not in most of the movie. Um, but you know, her death wasn't of natural causes, you know, no. she did. She wasn't, you know, old, you know, she didn't have an illness, Um, it was just this crazy, violent thing that happened. And I think that would draw attention no matter what, but then when you combine it with all these other things, you know, it just has a little more weight to it.
0: Okay, well, let's take everything one at a time. Because that's, I mean, I understand that if you put them all together, that it paints a totally different picture. And yeah, it is kind of creepy, the amount of deaths... Really, these two that just yeah they they died way before, you know they they should have, uh, they didn't live long lives and that that's really sad. So um, these two are the ones that really get to people and really mean a lot. Mm-hmm. So with Dominique, do you think that this had to do with the curse?
1: I think it's, I it's hard to say, but I I do think that it's possible because, I mean, I do think that it wasn't a ghost that killed her. I don't no. think that. Yeah, but I do think that there were a lot of a lot of, I mean, it's it's more than just bad luck. That seems a bit, you know, cav- cavalier to say, but it it almost kind of is. You know, it's just yeah. that so many. Things happen to people, but I'm
0: just talking about Dominique. Yeah, you know. um, So, what I would like to focus on, though, is that she was in a very abusive relationship. Um, She, you know, started dating him and moved in with him within a few weeks, and he was abusive to his ex girlfriend too. And that's one of the reasons why he got such a short sentence and made the jury believe that he um th- that this was a crime of passion is because the judge did not want that bit of evidence released. He felt that it didn't have anything to do with this actual case, which mm-hmm. that's his right to do.
1: but doesn't mean it's right. But yeah,
0: yes. but had they had known that he was abusive to his former girlfriend, then that might have made a big difference. He was actually not just sentenced for um, voluntary manslaughter, but also uh, there was a conviction on record from a fight that they had September 26, 1982. Uh, A friend was staying with the couple and heard loud gagging sounds and Mm -hmm. went in and saw him trying to choke her then. So this is, you know, two times. Um, One account said that he yanked handfuls of her hair out by the roots during an argument on August 27th, 1982. So we have actual dates for these things. It's not like, you know, we're just, this is speculation. This is pretty bad. Um, So after the 1980, the September 26th fight, She pretended that everything was okay. So after he tried to choke her, she pretended that everything was okay and went back into the bedroom only to escape through the bathroom window. And she ended the relationship a few days later. So this was really devastating for this Sweeney guy. You know, he could not get over this fact. And um, he would call her all the time and he was essentially stalking her. And his accounts say that they were trying to reconcile, that she agreed to go back out with him and then said that she was just leading him on. That she actually told him that on the day that he, you know, attempted to kill her. Um so as I said, Dominique was rehearsing for V with actor David Packer. Uh, Sweeney tried to break into a phone call Dominique was having. Another thing people probably don't know about today. I mean, I used to do that sometimes when my friends were on the phone for a really long time and I wanted to get a hold of them, I'd call the operator and have them break in.
1: Oh, Oh, you mean like, oh, wow.
0: Did you ever do that? No. Oh, I used to do that all the time. That was a little game we would play.
1: I didn't know that that was was a thing.
0: Yeah, without like call waiting. So we would just let each other know, hey, give me a call back. That was our way of doing it. (laughs) The operator would break in and be like, yeah, there's a call from Patrick Harrington.
1: That's crazy.
0: Would you you like to end your call? And they'd be like, no. And then they knew (laughs) to call me back.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: instead of waiting around all day until it's not busy anymore. Because as teenagers, we like to talk on the phone a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's true. Now they're texting on the phone.
0: Yes, exactly. So um, Sweeney tried to break into the phone call. As I said, Dominique, um, she, she hung up with the person and called him back. And uh, they were talking for a little bit. Then he showed up at the house and she agreed to talk to him on the porch. Um, Packer heard smacks and a thud. And he tried to call the police, but they said it was out of their jurisdiction. Mm. So Packard left out the back door and saw Sweeney over Dominique's body in the bushes. Packer called the police again, and this time they responded. When they arrived, Sweeney met them in the driveway with his hands in the air, telling them, I killed my girlfriend, and I tried to kill myself. He went in and swallowed a bunch of pills. Mm. Um, now, Sweeney says that he blacked out, and when he when he realized what was going on, he was choking her. So that's why they say it's a crime of passion.
1: Mm.
0: So to me, this is something that would have happened had she not been in the poltergeist, or poltergeist, I always Mm. want to call it the poltergeist. (laughs) So to me, it's something that would have happened. I mean, she, he was crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's possible. It depends though she may not have been in that place or that time. You know, she hadn't been in that movie. But I here's the thing is that I don't want to I mean that was a lot of detail yeah. about what happened to her and I'm I'm sorry if that was a trigger for anyone. I mean I'm it's good to hear though. I'm sorry too. Yeah. I detail. I did
0: not mean to do that to trigger anybody. I'm sorry, but I mean No, no, it's important want, to say. Yeah, I wanted to show that this is something very real and not not haunted at all. Well, this I don't
1: is, I don't want to diminish that because I think that's a really important story. Yeah, and I, it, and it's common. Yes, and it's completely not her fault.
0: Can you um, at all? When you do the show notes, can you um, put a phone number for like a hotline for
1: abuse victims? Abuse absolutely. victims, yeah. Please yeah, do. I'll do a domestic yeah. hotline. So, yeah, it's one of those things that it's completely not her fault. It's completely his fault. It's a tragic. Thing that happened, and a tragic thing that he um, was not convicted um, with a higher for a higher crime, and didn't stay in yes. jail longer, and that she wasn't believed, and people didn't trust her, um, and she, you know, couldn't make decisions. So, I don't, you know, I don't want to get all all hyped up. I mean, I, I do think that when we talk about the curse, we're talking about a group of things put together. That Were bad luck, bad issues, bad things that happened, and I think, yeah. that her death on its own is not anything is not yeah. related to that. But I, I think people well, that's, put that as part of it. That's what sure. I'm saying,
0: though, because I don't want to excuse his behavior,
1: no, not at all. He was not being controlled, yeah, by anything. That you know, that's I mean, I
0: think that that's really important that we know this mm-hmm. because if we if we constantly make excuses for people's behavior whether they're possessed by the devil or something like that that excuses this and this and and we kind of take away the humanity in the whole thing.
1: Mhm. No, I agree. I mean, I again I I wasn't my when I wanted to talk about this, I didn't want to diminish what happened to her. Um, and I, and I think if it was just her and just that situation, I would never have thought like, oh, it's because of this movie. Okay. Um, but you know, again, she was one of several.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going then.
1: So, um, Heather or work, as you mentioned, Mm um, died of natural causes, Mm -hmm. but mm, mistakes, failures of doctors to, know what was really going on with her to diagnose her correctly. Um, you know, we don't know what she said, what they said, what tests they did, didn't do. Um, but, you know, it's pretty clear when you read the material that it, she was misdiagnosed and that was what led to her death. I have, um, I have
0: more details about, about her death too, so we can go over that.
1: Yeah, well, I just want to make, you know, just my one thing is that it was very it was very untimely and scary yes what happened to her definitely. and i you know t- scary that that could happen you know happen to to someone and i and i i guess my thought is you know by being a part being in these movies that maybe sometimes we you know or she she and her parents maybe would not be spending enough or be focused enough on her health and maybe, you know, things kind of slip through the cracks more than they would have if she wasn't.
0: Okay, but again, that's a really real thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not definitely like I wouldn't attribute that to a curse or anything. I, I mean, as I said, if we take them all individually, I think that they all can be explained. If we take them as a whole, though, it's like, wow, that this movie had some bad luck to it. I think to that's degree.
1: kind of the thing of a curse. I mean, it's if you take yeah. anything individually, you've got yeah. explanations for things. It's when you put it all together.
0: So let me say that Heather was sick since um, early 1987 and was diagnosed as having Crohn's disease. Uh, this makes sense given the way that she died. Uh, she had a bowel obstruction that caused her to have septic shock The septic shock led to the cardiac arrest, in a way. So the toxins from her bowel obstruction attacked her cardiac system, the heart, you know, and her heart stopped. Uh, They called an ambulance. Ambulance was there almost immediately. They were able to restart her heart. But then they attempted to do emergency surgery uh, on Heather to remove the obstruction and the toxins, again, were released into her bloodstream and ended up doing her in. And she died on the operating table.
1: So, but part of that is that she, um, they had diagnosed her with the Crohn's disease, but then when she was sick, right before she died, they said it was flu. Yeah, well, because she was throwing up,
0: and it was, you know, when you have septic shock. It's not, it it doesn't like obviously tell you that you have a bowel obstruction. But if you have
1: Crohn's disease, you would think that doctors would like, hey, let's check that.
0: I don't know how severe her Crohn's disease was. Well, I think that was
1: part of the, I actually thought I, now when I had read it, I thought that they didn't know she had Crohn's disease when she, like they didn't figure that out till later.
0: This came from, um, uh snopes
1: okay so we'll go with that but i yeah. just but anyway she was misdiagnosed with the flu yeah and they didn't they didn't do enough I, I in my mind to research why she was so acutely sick
0: so she was diagnosed on like january 30th or something like that it was really late into january and she died february 1st yeah so it wasn't that long after. So this is pretty sudden. Oh yeah, definitely. This suddenly came on and uh, it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But again, I think if we take them one by one, as unfortunate as this is, it seems to be, it seems to make sense to a degree. Mm-hmm, all yeah. right.
1: Um, I got just a couple more deaths I wanted to mention. Okay. Um. Julian Beck. Yes, um, he's actually in the second movie. Uh-huh. Um, I would, I would definitely, I would actually say he's not a part of the curse. I would take him out for the curse because okay. he died of stomach cancer, yes. natural causes, and he was actually already sick when he was making the movie. Yeah. So to me, that was pre-movie. Can't count it as part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this: he was an amazing actor. He was in the second movie. He was the big scary guy uh still yeah. terrifies me to this day like seriously i cannot see that actor that scene hear him talking without being yeah. terrified
0: yeah he um played the evil spirit kane yeah seriously terrifying movie, and he was battling cancer for 18 months yeah i mean poor poor guy i mean cancer is a horrible disease mm-hmm. and um yeah i i don't you know, I watched my father die of of pancreatic cancer and it was horrible. Yeah. And um for him to put on such a performance like that mm-hmm. while battling cancer that that speaks volumes. Definitely. So, yeah, as you said, I don't you know, people say that those two, like everybody would agree that those first two, Dominique and Heather were the curse. But they usually do not include these, only some do. Yes, so, and there's
1: other things, there's other parts of the curse. Like yeah, we got, there is, we got a there lot is. more to cover. But as yet. far
0: as the death curse,
1: death part he, of the curse, I would say.
0: Well, but they call this particular thing the death curse. It was labeled that there is another curse, but this was labeled the death curse. Hmm. Um, so that was, um Yeah, so the other ones that you're gonna speak of, they don't necessarily always say that these were part of it,
1: though. The only other one that I actually picked out, because the other ones then kind of fall more under the Julian Beck thing, where they're more, someone's old, they have an illness, they die. You know, kind of like natural course of life. There's just one other death that I thought was was kind of crazy enough that I wanted to mention it. Um, It was this guy, Lou Perryman, he was one of the construction workers that comes in and is like watching TV. It's um, yeah. towards the beginning of the movie, Craig T. Nelson comes in and he's like, what are you guys doing? Uh, anyways, he was also in several other horror movies, uh, He he, including Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2.
0: Did he watch TV in all these
1: movies? Uh, no. Is that like his thing? He's no, like but really he was more of like a bit it. character in the movies. He wasn't um, like the main guy. Okay. Uh, but anyways, in 2009... Seth Christopher Tatum, who was on the run from police, entered Lou Perryman's home and attacked and killed him with an ax. Tatum, who later turned himself in, said he attacked the man because he needed his car and some other items from his home. So basically, again, another violent, early death of someone who worked on the film.
0: I mean... Yeah, that is, that's kind of a wild story there. You know, I mean, I, you know, I don't want anyone to die, but uh, this was 27 years after the making of this movie. So I'm, I mean, to me, could we still attribute this to a cursed? Uh, I mean, what's the shelf life of this curse? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying that to be, you know, yeah. I, I mean I'm not saying that to put your idea down. This is just my thought. I mean, no, it's, it's like, a fair
1: thought. I think it's a it's a it's something for the listeners to think about. Well, I mean,
0: like Zelda it, yeah. Zelda Rubinstein, she died in in twenty ten. Is she part of the curse as well? Uh she died of um natural causes and yeah. I don't know exactly what they what the cause was, but she died at the age of 76. Mm-hmm. So I mean, people are gonna die that were in films. and it's just like how long, does a curse last. Is well, again, it forever?
1: again, I'm, I'm pointing to people, untimely deaths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Violent yeah. or, you know, whatever, kind of. Un- this
0: definitely was violent. And yeah. It was untimely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's why, again, I'm kind of trying to separate those out yeah. a little bit. Okay. All right. You want to talk about some almost deaths? Yeah. Okay. I do. So. Oh, but. Um, oh, yeah.
0: We should also mention that Will Will Sampson, uh, he was the Native American actor who portrayed the good spirit Taylor in Poltergeist 2. Yes. So he was like the opposite of Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, died in the Houston hospital on June 3rd, 1987, about a year after the film's released. Sampson received a heart lung transplant six weeks earlier and the cause of his death was ascribed to severe preoperative Male male nutrition and post operative kidney failure. When you have a transplant, um, there's a great chance of rejection, especially in those days.
1: Absolutely.
0: My mom had a kidney transplant when uh in the nineties, I would say. Um, and um so shortly thereafter, early nineties, and um she was unlike Thirty medications. Oh yeah. Nowadays, you know, they've limited how many medications and the medications are so much better. Yeah. But back then, you know, so but he was like the polar opposite of Kane.
1: Yes. And and I've got some stuff to talk about with him a little bit later. Okay. But yeah, but that you know, you could maybe say something happened because of part because of the movie. I hadn't put that together till just now, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So almost deaths. Um, we have, uh, probably the strongest one, I guess maybe we'll, we'll just do, we'll do this one. Um, Oliver Robbins, we mentioned him earlier, plays Robbie, Robbie, right? The like, see you later, kid. (laughs) Good luck into the airport. In taxi, yeah. (laughs) Um, so we all remember the scene, hopefully, if we've seen the movie where he gets attacked by the super creepy clown, right? The reason that none of us can sleep with the clown sitting in a chair in our room. I mean, that was... Seriously, one of the scariest scenes of the whole movie for me.
0: If I slept with a clown on a chair in my room, (laughs) would that disprove everything then?
1: If you could sleep with that clown staring at you, it would be terrifying.
0: Especially after going to Orlando, I could sleep during anything. I am so tired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so it turns out the clown was mechanical. Yes. And it was uh, during one take, it actually malfunctioned and almost killed killed the actor oliver robbins by choking him yes um and at first all the people the filming people thought he was just acting uh and then realized that he wasn't and actually were able to save him
0: uh you know you know who saved him who steven spielberg
1: Oh, I could see that. So,
0: okay, so I have a little bit more about this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were done with your point. No,
1: I'm done for now.
0: So the way that they filmed this back then is because they didn't have the special effects and the um, the camera equipment that we have nowadays, so they filmed it backwards. Oh. So you are watching it in reverse.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, and um, Steven Spielberg said that he noticed well that they couldn't fake they couldn't fake the choking so they knew it was going to be tight around his neck they just didn't know it was going to actually choke him like that I, and
1: i'm getting mad at these filmmakers i'm right? getting mad <laughs> at these filmmakers <laughs> so
0: he was steven spielberg was really really careful when when this happened he was on guard already because of just having something around someone's neck it's like it kind of freaked him out what a little are you bit doing? yeah and um yeah so he saw he saw it right away and was like you know stop stop and he went in and he had to like pry the the thing off of him um so it's kind of crazy but um but Steven Spielberg uh and, you know also too to be fair uh they don't know if this actually would have killed him or not um, so you
1: be, would be willing to just like wait it out. See yeah, let's think, wait it out a little bit. Let's see. Him.
0: Hey, we have to know if this curse is real, okay? <laughs> you are... You are. This th- is
1: when the curse was thwarted.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe Steven Spielberg saved saved everything. Yeah. But this is during the first movie too. And uh, the curse kind of attributes that there was like... They were trying to say that there, some people that haven't done as much research into this say that a child died in each one of the movies. So we have Dominique in one and Heather in three, and they want to attribute Robbie dying in two, but this was in one as well. So that doesn't, it doesn't hold up. No, that doesn't um, make sense. That particular thing, but that's what, you know, a lot of, you know, old wives tales have. Uh, this is one of those things. It was really dangerous to make movies back then. Even in the 80s, it was really dangerous. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I bet Ernest, when he went to jail, um, he probably, you know, had some scars from, from those days. Okay. And Ernest Goes to Jail. Are, just say, are
1: we making some sort of really old movie <laughs> reference? <laughs> we
0: are, yeah.
1: Okay. Ernest uh, went
0: to camp too, by uh, the way. He did.
1: I yeah. do remember that one. Um, all right. Uh, I want to keep it going. I know we want to keep this one moving. So Yes. Um, so the other almost death was Richard Lawson. Uh, and I, I can't remember. He was one of the um, the investigators, I believe uh and anyway so he boarded a plane to cleveland in 1992 so a little bit later you know uh 10 years later um but he felt super uneasy about it as did other people on the flight for some reason they didn't know why but they got on um a flight attendant actually recognized him from poltergeist and moved him to first class or said hey i'll put you up in first class the plane crashed in a bay shortly after takeoff and 27 people died including Mm -hmm. someone in the row that he was supposed to be sitting in so again if, if he hadn't been bumped up he could have died
0: absolutely um you know i've always been interested in these kind of things that people that can um that feel that uneasiness. I, I feel uneasy every time I fly. <laughs> when we went to Orlando, I felt that way as well. But um, so I, I always find it interesting, and I've done a lot of research into that kind of feeling, especially when it comes to planes, because of I, I have a fear of flying, mm-hmm. and I get over it each time, but it's only because I've actually done some research, and... Not many of these people ever say that they're uneasy before an event occurs. It's always after. It's the person that misses the flight because they are just like, you know, whatever reason that they had. And they're like, well, I had an uneasy feeling and the plane went down. It's because they missed the flight. Um, I I don't know. This kind of helped me be able to get on planes. So... um
1: well, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to take that away from you. That. Yeah. that Whatever. Whatever. It you is need. crazy
0: though, and you know, it's a it's a near miss. I mean, or a near hit. I, I don't. I, know, I, I don't hate, know how to I don't say like,
1: that. No, it's it's near miss, but I don't like that because a near miss is a hit. So I, I don't. I don't <laughs> know why we say that, but yeah.
0: You have sunk my battleship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we get to the most creepy things? Yes. Okay. The skeletons were real people. My story, Wait, my no, my story that I gave <laughs> was yeah. not a fake story. Sorry, it was not a fake story. Um, the use of real skeletons on the set of Poltergeist was made public by Joe Beth Williams. So the, mm. the actress that played the mom, um, she actually uh, said it on VH, VH1's VH I Love the 80s. I used to love that series. The, I yeah. love the 80s, I love the 90s, I love the 2000s. Uh, anyways, a film crew using real human remains on the set um, seemed kind of strange and people were like, mm, I'm not sure well, she she knows what she's talking well, about. hold
0: on. Real human remains. Yeah. Sounds like you are saying that they used... Um, like, part like decomposing bodies. Well, they no, used, they were
1: fully decomposed. Yeah, they were but skeletons. I mean, they were, so, okay. but they were remains of real people. Yeah, I mean, that they is were, your but just the way
0: that you said that made me like that was the thought that I had in my head. So ah. I wanted to make sure that we're clear about that because. Yes. That would have been even worse. That
1: would have been worse, yes. Yeah. Um, but then, um, actually, an a prop master, assistant prop master Bruce Casson from the Poltergeist movie c- uh, confirmed, you know, because people afterwards were like, "Okay, so what?" <laughs> so they went and they asked, and he said, "Yep, skeletons were real." He says they came from Carolina Carolina Biological. Uh, Oh, I guess, I'm sorry, I think I said earlier it was a university, but it was a medical and science supply company that sold human skeletons, mainly for use in medical schools. That's where I got the schools from, uh, back in the 80s. Replica skeletons did not exist, he said, as far as I remember at that time. They're now common and relatively cheap, and the rush to the bottom line for cost will dictate. So again, to save money, they were like, yep, let's just buy real ones and not tell the actors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, real, I mean, fake skeletons did exist back then. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. So that is just like, I I don't know. But what I think he was trying to say is that they didn't look authentic.
1: That's possible.
0: So I think they were going for a certain look, even though I don't know how much they needed that because they were all covered in mud.
1: Well, and also there's other scenes in the movie where... Things happen and no, I mean, back then they didn't have the best effects and so they don't look perfect like when he's peeling off his face or whatever. But I mean, it's still scary and what I I think you could have fake skeletons and it worked just as well.
0: I mean, I'm not going to debate this. They did use real skeletons. They were cheaper for them then creating uh, the skeletons that they were looking for.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy to me. So,
0: yeah, I have no debate for that
1: one. Okay. Well, so then uh, Joe Beth Williams um, obviously stirred up a lot with that. Um, so along with revealing the skeletal nature <laughs> of mm-hmm. the curse, she also told e. e! True Hollywood Story that she would return home every night after filming Poltergeist to find that something or someone had tilted all the pictures in her home. She said, I begin I began to think as someone trying to send me a message that I shouldn't be doing this film. She said she would fix them and then the next night she'd go back and it would they would be moved again.
0: Yeah. Um I, I don't know. Um like I don't know what the situation was with her house. I don't know I don't know what kind of foundation it has or anything. So I mean I really I don't really have much to say about that one. Maybe that was ghostly. I, I don't know. I I mean, I, you know what? I, I've decided that when I don't have anything that I can say as far as evidence, I'm not going to say anything because it's pointless. I mean, I could make up a thousand reasons why this could happen, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. so I I mean to me though I don't take this as something ghostly I just take it as weird and weird doesn't necessarily always mean that there's a ghost involved or a curse or the beast okay or anything like that
1: (laughs) all right uh next one this is the last one right uh no I want to talk about Will Sampson a That's, little bit more too. Yeah, okay. No, All there's, right. well, there's one more thing, just other thing, which is that James Khan was the guy who, oh, not I'm the sorry. actor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, James Kahn, Uh he was uh, tasked with writing the novelization mm-hmm. of the movie. And so he says that as he was finishing the novel, a freak lightning bolt struck the building he was working in. And he says, quote, the, fa- the facing on the air, conditioner- air conditioning unit blew off, flew across the room and hit me in the back. Uh, after about a minute, half minute or a minute, the lights flickered and went on and then all the video games in the room started playing themselves. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. so again very poltergeisty this stuff like pictures is, being moved yeah. video games playing um, you know air, uh, air conditioning unit lights flickering all very poltergeisty things
0: yeah um, yeah again a house I don't know I, I looked for pictures of his house I couldn't find pictures of his house I don't think he wants people to know where he lives um, so I don't know maybe he had a lightning rod on there and uh, electricity can be weird that way. I I had a stereo once that I swear was off. There were no batteries in it, no power cable to it, and it went on, and it sounded like something devilish.
1: Are you serious right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm very serious. Well, then serious. why aren't you a believer?
0: I was a believer, but now I'm just like, no, that could have been Whatever. It oh, could one. have still, I mean, like, I think I just unplugged it or something.
1: Yeah, but you're either plugged in or you're not. That's, that's you right there. You've just proven <laughs> that there is paranormal activity.
0: <laughs> I have not proven anything <laughs> except that there isn't. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I'm... I'm not trying to patronize you or anything like that.
1: No, it's okay. I'm not trying to patronize you either. Yeah,
0: but uh, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of situation it was in. It is kind of freaky that the games went on. I wonder how many games he had. What yeah, you say? all of like, the yeah, games. Yeah, right.
1: That's like man. And we pre- talking
0: tabletops, or are we I'm talking guessing
1: tabletops?
0: Okay, so here's in the, the 80s. thing. Here's the thing. When you plug those things in, there's no well. The early ones didn't have an on off switch. You just plugged them into the wall and they would turn on.
1: No, oh, well, then I could maybe see lightning doing that then. Yeah. Well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it restored the power for a second, then they would all come on. I just, I don't know the situation enough to be able to really mm-hmm. debate it too much. That's my only thought. Yeah, is that it? Gave it momentary power, so they were able to come back on.
1: No, no it's a fair. Or that the point. switch,
0: or if they did have an on-off switch, that the switch was turned to on, so they would have done the same thing.
1: Well, that I don't think he, you know, he would have made a point then with that, but maybe.
0: I mean, so if you had the games in your house, you would leave them on, wouldn't you, well,
1: or would you turn them off? I'd turn them same- off.
0: But if they're like arcade games.
1: Well, I would turn it off, but that's
0: me. I wouldn't. Wow. I'd keep them on all the time. You're
1: Daddy Warbucks with your money over there. I'm just going to keep this on. <laughs> I'm going to
0: keep this party going forever.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, so lastly, right, we mentioned Will Sampson earlier, um, who yes, was the Native did. American actor who played Taylor in the second film, who was the kind of positive um A person who came in, and I always loved his character. Um, So the actual the actor, Will Sampson, came. Came in after filming one night and performed an exorcism on the set. Yeah, wasn't he a shaman or something? He was a a shaman. And so he came in because he really could feel Mm -hmm. bad energy there, especially after, um, you know, there being real human remains that had been used in the first movie. And um, Joe Beth Williams actually has said that she felt she and every and and others on the set felt a lot better after he did that um that it really helped to clear the air uh i do wonder you know since he he died the next year if doing that exorcism he took some of that bad energy into himself um you know i don't know but uh but i that is that was to me very interesting that he he felt it and did an exorcism.
0: So if Joe Beth Williams had such this horrific experience being with the skeletons and with the pictures moving and stuff, that was in the first one. Why'd she do the second one then?
1: Well, I don't know when they found out about the real skeletons. I, I don't know if that was like during the filming of the first one or if it was during the second one and that's when everyone kind of like, wait, what? You know, I I don't know, but- But going
0: into the second one, the only person that had died was Dominique and that was something that was explainable. I mean, so it's like, why would you think that there's such a curse on it? Why would you, it's like, these things just don't add up to me. Like I understand they find out he does the- um, he does the exorcist exorcism and um, they feel better but then heather dies after that it's like
1: I, well she wasn't in the third movie let's just say it. the show beth williams was not joe
0: beth know. williams was not no and
1: i i, I so i just want to say you know maybe her perspective was that it was more poltergeist like traditional poltergeist where it was like yeah, weird little things happen. There sometimes can be a creepy feeling. No, it wasn't cool what they did with the skeletons, but it wasn't like, it was just like little playful things. Like yeah. poltergeist, it, it can escalate. And again, we're gonna get to some stories at some point that are gonna talk about that. But but for this 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 thing for her, I think it stayed the, the childish, playful energy, um, but still f- creepy. Um, yeah. But this, you know, and maybe it got worse a bit on the second movie, but then cleared up for her. You know, I mean, and again, you know, this is a movie that's making her money, making her a living. Yeah. So. Well,
0: I don't know. It just, that that's something that struck I mean, me. And then you said that maybe, you know, that had something to do with his death. Well, yeah, he died of a heart lung transplant. Gone, you know, he rejected it. That's, I mean... That's something that happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um a heart and lung. Wow. Yeah? It's
1: a I lot. didn't
0: realize that. That was wow, that's something. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to do our closing arguments?
1: Yes. Yes. Let's do this.
0: All right. This episode's getting a little long, too. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what we are going to do is we're going to time each other for one minute.
1: One minute. This
0: is our last chance to. Tell you something and uh, the other person cannot debate what we say in this. This is not part of the debate. This is your closing arguments like it is in court.
1: You got it. And then you're gonna go on Facebook. And vote. And vote.
0: And Let the
1: voices be heard.
0: Let the skeptic voices be heard. (laughs) I agree. All All right, Rebecca, are you ready?
1: I am ready. Let's do this.
0: All right, here you go. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Bam!
1: All right, so the Poltergeist curse is real. What a terrifying movie and a terrifying set of events around the movie. We have people dying unnaturally, early, violently, mistakenly in ways that they shouldn't have died. We have people almost dying of things on the set and things that happen even after the movie, but. Didn't happen because of the movie. I mean, just all sorts of weirdness. And then we have all the creepy things that happen on the set: poltergeist happenings, things moving, lightning striking, and exorcisms happening. And then, oh my gosh, real skeletons! I mean, that's just how terrifying is that? All those souls being used for a movie. I mean, people what donated their bodies to science, and then. This is how they get sold. This is how they get used. Who are these people?
0: And that's your time. Okay, there you go. Do you have one last thing you wanted to say? Okay. It sounded like you were still talking. I
1: hey, I can go on and on and on. You just gotta cut me off at some point. So
0: All right. It's my turn now. Okay,
1: yeah. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. And Go. All right, I know that
0: there's a lot of things going on around the filming of Poltergeist. I think I've done a decent job showing you that if you separate these events out, it might not be paranormal, just unfortunate. Movies benefit a lot by the very idea that they may be cursed. They gain a lot of followers, and that leads to more money. In our last episode, I invited the ghost and Shadow People to come and haunt me. So far, they have not taken me up on my offer. I want to believe, and this episode would have made it easy to believe if I gave into the hype because I already started to when I was a kid. I'm excited for you believers. I wish I could be there, but I would encourage you all to go into these kind of things with a little side of skepticism. Even if you end up believing, it just makes you more informed and makes that belief even stronger Than, And I am done.
1: Wow, you still have five seconds left.
0: I'm still done.
1: Okay. All right. Drop the mic. You're done. Yep. Okay. Call All me. right.
0: So we hope you are enjoying Ghostly. And if you are, as Rebecca said earlier, please tell a friend or two or 10 or 30.
1: Yes. Birthday present for Pat.
0: Yes. Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. It makes it so much more enjoyable when you could talk with other listeners and really hash out the points that we cover in our debate. Oh, yeah. We've talked to a few people that do this with their friends. They get together. They have large groups that actually talk about it, mm-hmm. like a book club, a ghostly club.
1: <laughs> there you go. You could
0: start that in your town. Yes. Yes. And if you ever need to talk to us about something, just send us a message on Facebook. We'd be happy to discuss anything with you. You
1: got it. Or sign up for our email list. Send us an email, info at ghostlypodcast.com. We've got a lot of really good ideas for episodes lately. Yes,
0: and how do they subscribe to our email list?
1: Oh, if you just go to our website, which is ghostlypodcast.com.
0: And if you don't see the little banner that asks you for your email, just scroll to the very bottom and it's right there. You got it. So it's time for us to tell you about our next episode, and oh my god, this one is going to be great! Wow, we're you don't revealing even remember, this. You don't even remember what this is about, do you?
1: Well, I knew we were going to do this episode. I, I kind of forgot it was the next episode, though. So yeah, we I got to get going on my research. <laughs> yes.
0: So our next episode is going to be so freaking amazing. It's gonna be about. Ouija boards Ouija boards, and it will be coming out on June 26th Yay! in that episode maybe I can get Rebecca to tell you her story
1: I'm hoping and I'm hoping I can get my friend who was involved in that story to maybe do an interview with me before that
0: and also I've got a Ouija board story as well
1: Ooh! For a minute there, I thought you were going to say that you had a Ouija board and we were going to like pull it out or something and then I was going to be really scared.
0: Well, we have to have a Ouija board here when we do the episode, right? Nope. What?
1: No, we do not have to.
0: (laughs) To live in fear is not to live at all, Rebecca. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this longer episode and remember... Stay ghostly.
1: Bye.